This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. Can you believe it? It's already the second month of the year. Before mm. we know, this year will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, January has come and gone. And here yeah, we're into this next month. And this month, Frederick and I were thinking to talk about emotions. Um, because the program Intimacy and talking about addiction all the time, there's a very strong link mm, between mm, addictions mm. and processing of emotion or people struggling to process mm, emotions. Mm, mm. So, but as you know, listeners, Frederick and I like to share from our own lives and our own experience, uh, also to be vulnerable and not just making it an academic exercise. And uh, so we're going to share a little bit from our own lives and also... We're going to look at it from a biblical perspective, of course, because this is a Christian radio station and emotions is not, that's not something we talk about a lot. Hey, mm, when we mm, talk about mm. Christianity, um, Frederick, what is your response to this? You know, I think very often uh, we are told to be in self-control. Uh, to have self-control. Mm, Galatians 5, uh, 22, mm, this fruit of the Spirit. Yep, and mm. the, one of them is being self-controlled. Mm. And I think very often um, as believers, we interpret that as suppressing mm. our emotions uh, because we are also often told in, in messages and in sermons that we should be... Um, Unemotional, or we shouldn't depend on our emotions, mm. and our emotions shouldn't determine our spirituality. Mm. And, um, however, um, emotions do play a part. Mm. Uh, we cannot rely on and uh, make that the foundation of our values, mm. but emotions need to be dealt with and Ex regulated. Exactly. We are body, soul, and spirit, mm. right? Mm. And mm. our soul, uh, I mean, our emotions are literally part of our body, yes. so we get physically affected mm -hmm. by our emotions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. our soul is con contained out of our uh, will and our emotions. Yeah. So we cannot just negate that. And if we look at the Bible, there are so many examples of dealing with emotions. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus, if we would take all the emotional words, the words describing emotions, mm -hmm. and we would color it in the Bible, mm -hmm. there would be many, many places. Mm -hmm. um, I was just thinking um, of Job, one verse that I remembered that says, My heart is troubled and restless. Waves of affliction have come upon me. Of course, in books mm -hmm. like Job, this is from Job 30 verse 27. Um, of course, uh, uh, books like Lamentations, mm. uh, the Psalms, uh, mention is made of emotions all the time, and especially mm. in Job where so many terrible things happened and he really had to go in. He wasn't shy hey, to mm. talk about how hard it was and how difficult it was and mm. how he actually sat on a heap of mm. ash and scratched yeah. himself. Um, yeah, mm. yeah mm. he was expressing his emotions. But mm. sometimes we can really be uncomfortable with that as Christians, hey? especially expressing the less nice ones. Yeah. And, you know, I think you were talking about Lamentations and uh, Lamentations 3.40 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. 
And uh, I think part of examining our own ways and ourselves and testing them is being aware of our emotions mm. um, so that we can take it to the Lord, mm. so that we can return to the Lord. Mm. Mm. Saying that, you know, if emotions can be messengers. Yes. You know, when I'm angry, why am I angry? Mm. Maybe I want to protect something. It could be because the Bible says in your anger, don't sin. It doesn't mm. say don't mm. be angry. Mm. But mm. it's mm. almost like when I was a child, I just thought it's sinful to be angry. I mm. shouldn't be angry at all. And if I'm angry, I'm sinning. You mm. know? But the Bible mm. specifically say in your anger, don't sin. Mm. And uh, I was thinking in Psalm 6. Verse 67 says, I'm worn out with pain. Every night my pillow is wet with tears. My eyes are growing old and dim with grief because of all my enemies. Just one of the many, many examples talking mm. about intense emotions. Yes. And Frederick, and also, unfortunately, it seems like we're getting to the end of this terrible um, COVID that we've been struggling with for two years now. They say it's up till mm. three years, right? Mm. They say the third year it starts dimming out. And it really seems like now with Omicron, where many people got the virus, people didn't get as ill as before. Mm. But I think so many of us these past two years have exper been experiencing intense emotions, mm. Mm. many losses. Absolutely, Suki. And... Um and, and then to say that there is a very close link between the feelings and the emotions and especially with the intense ones. And I speak for myself, being restoring from addiction and, and how that impacts the addiction and how I experience my addiction, how that impacts my behavior. You know, we have an, a, a little acronym called uh, FAB, and that goes about your feelings that determine very often your attitude, and that determines your behavior. So it has a direct link to, um, to our behavior. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you were saying just now, no, not unfortunately, you were saying, you were saying just now that feelings are messengers. And uh, very often we we see feelings either as positive or negative, mm. and don't have the negative feelings, but it's okay to have the positive feelings. Mm. But the reality is that if I cannot engage and feel the so-called negative feelings or the uncomfortable feelings, I prefer to say, we cannot experience the happy ones and the comfortable ones. Mm. Um, or the so-called positive ones. Mm. So it's so, so important to be connected to our feelings. Right, yeah. Frederick, and in this program, we deal with addiction, and we often talk from the person struggling with addiction, but also family members and friends mm. of those mm. people that mm. are struggling with addictions. And then, of course, um, it's very relevant, not only to those struggling with addictions, because research has shown that they is uh, that those struggling with addiction struggle to process emotions, mm, mm, especially mm, the mm. hard ones, and that there's a very strong link between poor mental health and addictions yeah. mm. and the processing of emotions. Um, so it's not only 
those that are struggling with addictions themselves, but also their family members yes, and friends. Yes, yes, because yes. they feel helplessness mm, to see this mm. person that is destroying themselves often, especially if it's a substance addiction, mm. by drinking too much alcohol, by using drugs or gambling or whatever. And mm. not only destroying themselves, but often their families, because yes. often there are financial consequences. Yes. And mm. as we know, when addicts struggle, they often project Mm. their feelings onto their partners or their family or their friends, parents. And so um, it's a very important mm. subject for us to learn to, to deal with this. And I can really attest to that, Suki, because I have personal experience. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as if mm -hmm. I'm talking from an academic or a counsellor's point of view, although I am a counsellor, mm. but it's, it's really a reality that uh, there were times in my life where I was totally not aware mm. of my emotions. Um, I couldn't even give emotions a name. Um, I was either feeling good or I was feeling bad, a black and white. Um, but there's really, there's a rainbow of, of emotions. And I very gradually had to become aware of, of, of emotions and feelings um, especially when uh, I was at a counselor and he said, you know, you don't know what you're feeling. I said, uh, actually, I don't. And uh, he gave me a method uh, to become aware of my feelings. So I became aware of the feelings, started giving them names. And um, after that, I got to a point where I could, in a situation, recognize those are the type of feelings that associated with that event or situation. And then later on, I had to start learning to actually engage and feel the feelings. Mm. And that is when the real recovery and restoration started in my life, when I became greatly aware. And then from that awareness, taking it to the Lord, taking it to others, taking it to myself, mm that the real healing and restoration uh, started. Yes, that's right. I remember those feeling wheels. Mm. You have several of them mm. that you mm. printed out and you mm. put it in your journal. Mm. And then you would take that to try and figure out what were you feeling, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Suki, it's almost time for the break. Mm. So let's, I'd like us to continue a little bit upon, uh, on to what are the, the tools that we that we are have available, like the feeling wheels, and so forth, to help us to become aware of our feelings, and to engage in our feelings. So, mm. um, and and how that links to the to the addictions, and mm. we're not only talking about substance addictions, but also process addictions. Right. But let's take a break first. So sure. So, Frederick, you were mentioning uh, some tools that are available, and I'm just thinking. Um, often, as far as I understand addiction, actually the uh, the acting out in the addiction is fueled by overpowering emotions, mm, right? Absolutely. And that's why it's critical for people mm. struggling with addictions to learn how to handle their emotions. Mm. You know, Suki, it's not only um, addicts mm -hmm. that need to know how to regulate or deal with the emotions. Absolutely. This is, this is applicable 
to all of us, you oh. know, whether you have an addiction or not. Of course. Um, because there is the danger that, and we've heard this from many of our guests, and you will hear it um, perhaps from uh, Alta or Alsha that we're going to be speaking to later on this month, that undealt with emotions, undealt with feelings, they can lead to behavior, like I said with the fab, attitudes and behavior. And uh, those behaviors can be inappropriate and that can eventually lead to addiction. So mm. we all need to know mm. how to regulate those emotions. Mm. And, and it's important to, to recognize that these overwhelming emotions, these very intense emotions that you're talking about, they need to be regulated. Of course, also for partners and family members mm. of those struggling mm. with addictions. Mm. And I will tell a little bit later from my perspective, but mm. I just want you to tell us more about how you, in your um, addiction phase and in your recovery from addiction, how you were using, what tools were you mm. using to help you? Because it doesn't help if you tell someone you're supposed to feel, but you don't feel. So mm. what do you do? Yeah. So I think the first tool would be to be knowledgeable to recognize that there are feelings. You know, the old myth that uh, women have a lot of emotions and men have few emotions, and that is often um, taught to us. It's often a taught behavior. Is Cowboys don't cry and so forth. But we as men, we have emotions, and they can be very intense. So... If those motions are not regulated, the first tool, I think, is to know that it goes into a certain cycle because unregulated emotions often cause us to go into some form of fantasy. Mm. Um, so if it is about drinking, is how can I relieve these emotions? Or it could be about gambling or working or gymming or sport uh, or, or substance. Yeah, although some of those are, are more desirable than others, they yes. are more acceptable, socially mm, acceptable. Mm, mm. Mm. But if, if we have unregulated, undealt with emotions, mm. it goes into the fantasy. And then once you start fantasizing, it goes into trying unconsciously to set up um, an acting out or set up a, a way to... Uh, medicate mm. or to numb that intense emotion and then it goes over to the acting out part so it would be someone thinking about maybe how he can buy that bottle of whiskey mm. or whatever and and where he can hide it and when can he can he start getting into it that's the mm. acting out or in another situation of drugs how they can get the drugs and mm. how could they can get money or whatever to buy the drugs and um, yeah, it's, it, that phase is the phase where instead of driving home along the highway, mm. um, you, you drive, say, oh, the highway is always so very busy. I'm just going to take this road, but very well knowing that it's going past the bottle store mm. or it's going past a corner where there's a dealer. Mm. or it's going past uh, adult shops. Yes, right. Um, or, mm. So that is part of setting things in Up. place. Mm. So even if the person doesn't go into the bottle store or into the adult store, then um, they can 
do that it is a set up process there's a next step that follows that one mm, mm. yes no that's true uh, but then i just like to continue suki so once person has acted out in other words on on their addiction of choice uh, and uh, then it goes into despair uh, which is once again the intense feelings the intense emotions and uh, depression uh, which need to be medicated and uh, how do we medicate we start going into fantasy and that's the mm, addiction the cycle, cycle. Mm. so first of all we really need to be a, a knowledgeable and uh, know about the cycles that we can fall into uh, whether it's an addiction cycle or just behavior that we don't want to do again but we continue to fall in the same behavior patterns mm, mm. and then um another thing that is very very important to do is to take an event and i call it the i fats is take an event see what feelings and thoughts and emotions one is experiencing because of that event what was my response uh, and when i say feelings is to actually give them a name and a percentage i felt 100% angry even if you need to use that that um feelings wheel yeah that you mm. can get from the internet you can mm. print it off oh you can get so many feelings um mm. and then to go through a process of teaching and educating yourself on emotions and and not just to react but to respond mm-hmm. uh, because very often we react very quickly um but if we think back about the event or the situation we think but you know i could have done it differently mm. i could have done it in a better way mm. i could have responded and then that is to eventually if possible go back and redo that event right so that you can express that feeling express the emotions express the the thoughts that you had in an appropriate way mm. and not just bursting out into some form of uh, emotion mm. Mm. talking about that um the two emotions that are strongly linked with uh with people struggling with addictions are anger and depression mm. and um i think we will know many people that we know that are struggling with addictions mm. and uh, that struggle with depression i remember with my dad how he was always just sitting on his chair he didn't mm. have strength to get up and and he was just drinking because it was hard for him to get going mm. because he was so overwhelmed by these emotions and uh, of course depression can be really really serious and people need help for that yes and then also um anger you know and anger so when we say anger we often think about people lashing out verbal abuse or violence physical violence but mm. there's also passive aggression where some people struggle with silent treatment mm. they give you the silent treatment that sounds so familiar very hey, familiar right <laughs> uh, you know i can really relate to that suki because you know for for many years i wouldn't consider myself as an angry person mm. because i wouldn't raise my voice i mm. wouldn't lash out however that anger that i did feel that i didn't know i was feeling was actually internalized mm. and it becomes depression mm. so um being depressed means that there is something underlying mm. um 
there's something underlying that is causing mm. that feeling. And, um, and, and it's, a very, it's the same thing. That is why there's such a close link between anger and depression. Mm. So that um, one really needs to look a little bit deeper. Um, so if you're angry, um, you are not just angry because you're angry. There are some f other things below the surface. Mm. And I have a, a, it's a pity we can't show uh, images mm. on, over the radio. Mm -hmm. But if you can imagine an iceberg mm. uh, with a tip on the top that is sticking out, and that's the anger. Uh, but then below the surface, there's a multitude of feelings that uh, go with that anger mm. that could be making you angry or causing you to be angry. Something like anxious or shocked or shamed or belittled, uh, disconnected, frustrated. So there are a number of feelings um, that go below the surface. Mm. Mm. Right. And then also there's, there's a way to have assertive anger. Mm. You know, not just passive aggression. We understand now all the reasons for, for the aggression and the anger. But assertive anger is healthy anger, expressing the feelings in a respectful way, talking mm. to each other about our feelings, listening to the other person, to act maturely, not mm. to act out. Hey? Mm. Easier said than done. Hey? It's easy to sit here and talk about it, but it's so important to be able to learn how to have assertive anger because if we don't have that, it will come out in an inappropriate way. Yeah. You know, Peter Scazzaro has two series, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and mm. Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Mm. And um, he, he professes and he proclaims, and very accurately, I believe, that we cannot mature spiritually or relationally mm. further than what we have matured uh, emotionally. Mm. And, and that is why the emotional maturity, and that's the theme for us for this, for this month, is emotional maturity determines in a very big way how we relate to others, how we relate intimately with God, with others, and with ourselves. Right. And I remember it was very hard for me as um, when you were acting out um, as a partner of an addict. I mean, I got so overcome with your emotions because I absorbed them. I didn't know how to deflect them mm. initially. And... Um, I didn't know what to do with them. When I started, I, I was also frozen for a long time. Mm, I didn't mm, feel. Mm. But when I felt my emotions, I became so overwhelmed that one day I almost got lost. I couldn't find my way home. I got so overcome by emotions. Mm, it's mm. so overwhelming. And for me to learn to do that, so I had to learn to speak to the Lord about mm. this. And not only that, to journal. I journal, Frederick. I have, a, as you know, I have a journal that I use um they say they call it morning pages. Where in the morning, when I wake up and I feel depressed or very frustrated or whatever, I would write down everything unedited for mm. pages long, just about what I'm feeling. And it's so interesting how the Lord often speaks to me as mm. I I verbalize the emotions mm. Mm. and how eventually I come to an answer that I didn't even look for. Mm. But just by writing, I get to a, a solution. So that is also a tool as we were talking about tools to handle, handle mm. emotions and to find a safe person that you can talk to. Mm. Maybe not the one that you're struggling with, but a friend to to get those emotions out and mm. uh, 
also in a in a healthy way sometimes we can just dump our emotions on others and that's not good because if you have a friend you will know those friends that just call you and they dump all your emotions and just like in a dustbin mm. and when they're done they say goodbye and mm. that's not good either hey yeah. but to mm. in a healthy and an appropriate way mm. learn to listen to each other and to go out and to do nice things also not just to get stuck in those emotions. Mm, I, I get a beautiful fragrance of uh, healing that and intimacy mm. that comes in community. And that intimacy becomes possible when we share our deepest feelings and, and thoughts. Mm. Because that is what we're all really craving for, an intimate relationship mm. with God, mm. an intimate relationship with ourselves, and with others, especially mm. with those closest to us. Yes. So listeners, tune in this month as you want to know more about this. We have two guests we're going to talk to. Um, they're going to tell you about their personal experiences of handling this and dealing with this and practical examples. So, yes, make sure that you tune in. Very, very welcome. And if you miss something, get to the podcasts at kpulpa.co.za, podcasts and into me see, or write to us at Frederick Suki at kpulpa.co.za. Until next time, bye and blessings. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpa.co.za.